Okay, welcome to Satsang, everybody. So we have a chair here this evening. Um, simply, it's an easier way to focus your questions. Don't let the chair put you off. If your body wants to get up, let your body get up. Don't get your head in the way at all. Don't think about it, but if your body comes up to ask a question, that's what happens. It's all right. And if your body comes up and there's no question, that's all right too. Whoever you think you are is not who you are. Whoever you are trying to defend when you talk about yourself or try to be understood, that's not who you are. And all of this energy goes into being understood, being heard, saying your piece, being noticed, being liked, being accepted, being loved, looking for love. What a waste of energy. You can drop the whole thing because um, that's not who you are. And whatever you get from the outside, whatever kind of endorsement or respect or uh, love that you get from the outside, it's never going to be enough, ever. It's set up like that. It will never be enough. So you have to keep reinventing yourself and keep making an effort and keep... Can you see the loop? It just goes nowhere. It goes absolutely nowhere. You're just constantly putting effort in to make yourself okay. Um, it doesn't matter. It's going nowhere. There's no perfect you out there when you've finished fixing yourself at all. All the praise in the world isn't going to make any difference, ultimately. All the self-acceptance and all the love in the world, having the ideal place to live and the ideal career and the ideal lifestyle and the ideal lover and the ideal bank account, uh, you know, it will never be enough. Never. So you can spend your life and another 10 years if you want trying to fix that part of your life. And you just give up, realizing that it's a waste of time. Sooner or later. So if you were to no longer defend and support your self-image, fear arises for some because it feels like everything is just going to fall apart. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Find out. Find out. Let it fall apart. Find out. Take a chance. And take your character lightly. It's just a character, you know? It's not you. It never was you. And no matter how much effort you try to make your character and your personality perfect, it's not going to last even if you achieve it. Somebody somewhere will upset the pudding. That's like. And it's simply a setup to make you see Nothing outside of you is going to work. Nothing, nothing, nothing is going to be good enough. Nothing is going to sort it all. Okay, it's sorted now. My life's in, it's fine now. And it will be short-lived, that feeling. That's for sure. So what's the alternative then? Who you really are is sitting, I don't know, inside? Or, well, it's not in a place, but we kind of imagine that it's within. 
just just life forces moving through it and life happens without you making it happen. Consciousness is having whatever experience it wants through your personality, through the body. Life is just doing its thing. It doesn't need you to steer it, guide it, improve it at all. So all the efforting that, that we learn how to do, you know, we effort as children, we effort in school, we, we effort at work. It's just a game of, of, of imagining that something outside of you is worth it, that fulfilling your desires is worth it. And if, if you've started to notice how your desires work, you'll see that no matter how many desires get fulfilled, another one pops up and another one pops up and another one pops up. So that becomes another waste of effort, another waste of energy. But outside of all of that game, who you really are is just sitting there waiting for you to stop messing around, pretending to be somebody you're not, pretending to be your mind, your body, your personality, your name. You're just pretending. And if you're at it for a long time, you forget that you're pretending. And you start to believe it. And then your world becomes micro. It's all about me, 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 my, my. All about me. Well, I hope you get very sick of it this weekend. The all about me story. <laughs> and the one who's looking for love or acceptance on the outside can't find that which you really are inside. It, it's like that part of you that's invested outside, it just gives up the game, just gives up the ghost, you know? In seeing that it's futile, it kind of stops everything, and it's like, oh, for God's sake, it was this simple. It's this simple. Just, all I had to do was get out of the way. But the searching for it keeps the I, me, my story running too. It's just so simple, we miss it. Just, just simply the thing that's there all the time when you're asleep, when you're awake. When you're, when you're asleep, there's no distraction from it, and you don't know anything about it. And when you're awake, when you're in deep sleep. And when you're awake, you know, you run this other show as if you are who you think you are. And all the while, who you really are is just waiting for you to... Stop the booty, <laughs> Waiting for you to stop the show. Stop pretending. Let it go. Relax. Be still. Forget about it. And see. And just see. And be curious about what will happen and what will unfold. If you're rejected, so what? If you lose your job, so what? If you end up being a bad lady or a bad man, well, it's always a bad lady, no? I know what the equivalent is. Men don't carry bags, I guess. They're or something. Big coat with lots of pockets in it. I'm not sure. But whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, that, that's your worst fear. It's just the fear itself. You know, when you stop pretending to be who you think you are, 
life doesn't fall apart. It's just an idea that it can fall apart. It's, it's, it's very rare. Life just continues normally, effortlessly, in a relaxed and natural way. So it's not about what to do, it's about what to stop doing. It's just about what to stop doing. Stop pretending. Stop investing in your personality. Just let it go. And whatever comes, let it be all right. Whatever comes, comes. Whatever experience is in the destiny of your of the body mind, of the form. If the destiny is to be rejected and to be persecuted, so what? Let it come, you'll get over that too. <laughs> Do you know? It's all right. Whatever comes, it will pass. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. It's just the idea of fear. That's the most potent thing, the idea of fear. Fear is fine. It's just an energy, it comes and it grabs you for a bit and it goes again. It's like, hmm, what was that about? It's just a sensation that took over your adrenals and your, you know, just a sensation that took over for a while and then it goes and it's like, hmm. Nothing has power over what you really are. Nothing. Nothing. So the chin is open. Anybody, if any body walks up, <laughs> please come. Hi. Hi. Last time you were here, uh, uh, I got up near the end and went into this cat catatonic state. It was like I was sitting here and I, um, the poisonality was just, um, I get nervous <laughs> when I get up here and I just couldn't think. But what you said tonight is exactly what I've been thinking, I guess, over the last few weeks. So I just thought, is that my whole life I was seeking God and I didn't feel like I used to say, I have no choice and this is just what I was born with. I used to wear Bible verses in my shoes when I was like 10 or 11 years old and memorize them and ended up working as an evangelist and going to all these things that it's just like another lifetime. And then enough experiences happened that kind of cured me of religions and then I went into all these other paths. And um, But always there was this thing like this. I needed to get something before it was good and be okay. Yeah. And so, um, knowing, I, I, I know that that, that this is all the illusion, and, I'm, and I find um, a freedom in the fact that I know I have no choice. It's like it's mapped out for you in your DNA or your um, nurturing. And so there's a certain kind of amazing freedom in that. And I really feel like if I you know, had to be in jail or lost everything, I'd be fine. But the hook is the next generation. My kids, I find myself, what if, with regard to them, and I, I feel like I've displaced my fear onto them. Not that they're, they have any problems, I mean, everything's going fine, but I think, well, if I lost my child, what would happen here, what would they? So those kinds of things, I watch them, and 
and I have a certain amount of detachment from them now. But um, on the whole, I feel so almost contented that I feel like people ask me, how's your life? It's going great. And I, I'm kind of shocked by that. You know? Yeah. It's like, and nothing spectacular is happening in some ways. I'm very much a hermit. Um, go to work and go home, but if I'm in my backyard or I'm in my kitchen or doing my grocery shopping, I'm, I know that I'm different. Um, but this this machine is different than it used to be. Okay. Um, it's almost like if I'm a human biological machine, that what is working through me is just like the electricity that runs a regular computer. Something, something is... Something enlivens this machine, but yes. it doesn't feel personal. Yes. So, when does it feel personal? Do you feel you are that machine? Where does the you come in? It feels very vast and yeah. spacious. Yeah. The only time I feel like I go really narrow is if I start to hook in too much of the case. Okay. And, uh, you know, the future. And should I be storing food for some catastrophe? If those thoughts pass through. Sure. And that's when I noticed that there's this... Um, yeah, it's amazing, because I used to do public speaking and stuff, but now I feel like this is such a foreign experience to me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, I guess I just... So... It's been seen largely that you know it's an illusion. So how come your kids are appearing as real? Because when you talk about your kids, that, that, it's got a different quality to it. Or do you know that that's part of the illusion too? Well, I know that, that it's all just what is, and it's all just consciousness happening. Yes. Whether it's the flower or and they're not even my kids, they just yeah. happen to be the yes. ones that have come through this time with me. Yes. And, uh, but, uh, and, and maybe it's just conditioning from you know, family and stuff, but um, you've all kind of chosen the arts and not the typical, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of... And those are the things I did. I went into music and the arts. So I guess vicariously, I don't want them to have the same um, issues and ones that I have. So that, I really know. I go, I go, it's a narrow focus. Okay. You might have to let them live their life. Yeah. Whatever destiny is theirs, let them work that out. You know, you can be there at the side or you can be there in front of them. Choose to be at the side. The role of being a mom is going to continue forever. Even when they're, you know, they're in their forties and in their fifties, you'll still be a mom. It just continues forever. But it's a role. It's just a role that's played through the personality. It's just a role. So get some distance from the role. It doesn't mean that loving them less is going to kick in. But loving them in a freer way will kick in. Which allows them to evolve to be whatever they're destiny of their body-mind will be. So there's things that I feel that I kind of hijack myself, my own thinking. Yes. Where I need to just 
go and do what I need to do. Yes. And not play that role as much anymore. Yes, let the role be played instead of you playing it. You, you're playing the role. You see, you're in there, you're playing the role. Hence it's a hook and it feels real and fear comes up. But let the role be played like the role of everything is played. You can see how it's played in other parts of your life. It's just life forces moving through you, whatever you're doing. But it's the same life force that's playing mom. It's the same. But there's some attachment to the role in there. And it comes on full power then. With all the fears of being a mom, simply because there's an attachment. There's ideas of how it should be, how, how to make it better. So the whole dualistic framework of right and wrong and good and bad kicks in. Yeah, and that I'm responsible. Of course, <laughs> the personal I. So the personal I is there. Okay. But loving them in a freer way is actually what will happen when the role is allowed to play, but you know this isn't a personal thing. This is just impersonal service in the role of being a mom. It's just impersonal. And the attachment, let that fall away. The attachment to the role, the attachment of being the mom, the biological person, and the attachment to their future, to how you think it should be for them. Just let go of the to be a mistake past in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> is there is there uh, is there an emotion that comes with it? Does yes. guilt come or shame come? What comes? Pain. Just pain. Just pain. Yeah. Okay. Right. <clears throat> okay. Okay. There's one thing, if it can if this can be seen, it can help a lot. In any moment, knowing what you know you always make the best choice you can. In any moment. But the thing is, we very often learn from that downriver. And then we imagine that we could have the lesson learned before we did it. And it's like the mind goes a bit skewways. It plays a trick on you. Because the wisdom that you've got, you, you, back, you play it back. Do you see? It's literally a pattern of mind. Now there'll be a few layers to this. <coughs> okay, so there's that pattern of mind. You, you, you gotta see, you gotta just see, given what I knew at the time, that was the best thing I could do. It was the only thing I could do. Even if you know you're making a mistake sometimes, you still have no option but to make the mistake because you don't have the courage to choose something else. These things happen. Okay. Now the, sec the second thing is, <clears throat> there must be a pattern of where it's okay for you to hurt yourself. Somehow, you kind of, you kind of almost like hurting yourself. Because when we set up a structure like this in mind, ultimately all it's doing is pushing us down. It's, it's, it's kind of a setup so that you can hurt yourself. 
in an internal way that doesn't involve anybody else. So it's a self-sabotage and, and self-inflicted pain. So that pattern of hurting yourself has got to be addressed a little bit separately. If you totally love yourself, you're not going to hurt yourself. Because even if you, you see how the regret works and you're like, hey, no, no, I'm not going there. I'm not going to torture myself over that decision. That's the best I could do and I'm just going to accept it. That's the best I could do and that's the end of it. And every time it comes up, it's like, no, that was the best I could do at the time and it's all right. Even if you've um, rewired your mind in this way, the pattern of you hurting yourself will find another way for you to hurt yourself. You'll rig up something else. Do you see? For you to internally hurt yourself. So the thing is, you've got two things to work with here. Okay? Everything you do in every moment is the best you can do, given what you know at that point. And the second one is, love yourself so that you treat yourself deliciously. <laughs> so that hurting yourself just is not on. Not a runner. I'm going to ask the, the other side of it, which is, what about mistakes that you anticipate? Yeah. How can you release attachment to that? Yeah. <clears throat> what happens? Do you get an intuitive sense and you go against it? No. Or what happens? I, I think I see many possibilities, and I I know that my mind somehow gets involved, and anticipates that I would make an ego-based decision. And I fear... Suppose I fear looking bad. Yeah. That the consequences that uh, are going to be... Um, <laughs> sounds hard, but catastrophic somehow. If I make the wrong decision, and I make do the, do do something first that I should have done later. Do something first. Well, I do something, something out of order. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Do you know the time that you're working from a fear place? I think okay. I recognize it. Okay. And so you go there. Perhaps I don't know another way to go. Okay. Okay, all right. So, when mind is making a decision like this, you, you, you know it's mind is making a decision, and you've got a good sense that it's coming from an ego place. Yes. Okay, so then it's, it's probably got to defend you in some way or to maintain something. Okay. When mind is trying to jump into moving on that decision, don't do anything. That's what I've been doing. All right. <laughs> yeah. It feels, I guess, ego jumps in again. Uh -huh. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> okay. You should be doing something. Okay. Maybe this is the wrong thing that you're not doing something. And perhaps this is where it goes to. Okay. Okay. 
So there's judgment from them, I guess, applying temperance. Yeah. So, mind is talking louder than that still place. Yes. In these circumstances. Yes. Yes. We can go two ways here. One is that decisions... Okay, I can completely contradict myself and say you never made a decision in your life anyway. That's something else makes it. Okay, but that said, put that aside. Um, decisions that come from protecting and maintaining the ego, of course, they're always, they, they work for a while, but, but they're ultimately going to go belly up. They'll go belly up. If no decision is made until a movement comes from kind of a gut, or the universe starts it out, or somebody forces you into another way or something, allow that to happen. Whatever it is to take power away from the ego. Just, just no, no, I can hear you, and you're under pressure, and you think, you know, four days have passed, and you really should make a decision now. No. Just no. Because what you're doing there is retraining the mind not to be the one who's in charge. Mm. The ego mind just, I'm in charge, I'm in charge, I have to do it here, and look, nothing happens if I don't do it. So it's just trying to convince you that if it's not in control, you're just going to freeze and be dysfunctional or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let dysfunction come. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Call it bluff. All right. Because otherwise it's always going to be in control. And you know it's not working, the fact that it's controlled, but the consequences of it not being in control, you're not quite sure what they are. So of course you're going to make a fearful story about it because you don't know what it's going to look like if a decision comes from someplace else. Yes. So you're going to have to call it bluff. So we just wait it out. <laughs> we just wait it out. And something else will happen. It'll either come from your gut or an external circumstance will make you move in one direction. And your mind will not like the outcome. So I'm preparing you for it now. You're going to, mind is going to tell you, it's the worst decision ever. Waiting for that was the most stupid advice I ever got in my life. It will totally not work according to the rules of the ego. And go through that too. I've just had that experience and the uh-huh. heart says, but look, it couldn't have happened yeah. if you hadn't have waited. Yeah. Something just magical happened that wouldn't have happened if I yes. had not. Yes, if the ego jumped in. Yeah. Yeah. Sooner or later, the ego, its only function is to bring pain. When, when, when you're at satsang and satsang is making sense, you know the ego is just the thing keeping the movie alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are we going to do? Feed it and let it in control? Or just let it be redundant? It's hard though. <laughs> Keep dropping it. Keep dropping it. Just say, I hear you, I hear you. But you know what? No. No. That is not in control anymore. Some other faculty within is going to have to take over sooner or later. And be patient. And let the consequences come, because that's the biggest tool that the ego has. It will tell you that the consequences are not worth it. But of course they are. My God, you know, what what else is there to do except to to, to let the ego die? Yeah. What else is there to do? Nothing. No, nothing. (laughs) Wait it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. 
mostly very, very quiet. There's actually some really good YouTube of him sitting still, and you've never seen anything so still in your life. And, uh, and so should I be more quiet? Should I just be more still? That's the inner pull. Because in, in, in taking on patterns of behavior that someone that you admire adopted, it won't work for you. Because, you know, consciousness, all of it is the same. There is no one behavior that's better than another. There isn't. There isn't. So it's whatever the pull inside of what makes sense to you. You've got to honor that. You've got to honor how it is for you. For you. Ravana's way was only right for Ravana. Sometimes there might be loads of talking and sometimes there might be none and let it be exactly as it is without interfering. But be sure not to step on a higher ground because it's not a higher ground. It's a higher ground for ego. There's no such thing as higher ground. No such thing. Yeah, I think I think the usefulness of this is that it's it's making it that impossible. Yeah. You're, you're making sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You might find that you're with them and you just kind of can't help but just daze over, and it makes no sense. Do you know? And if that happens, they'll probably move away, and you won't have to do anything. Things kind of take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Use every moment to watch, every moment to see what's going on here, what's my position here. Is there judgment going on here? Is there, what's going on here? Just Good. let it be as it is. Okay, that's easy. I can do yeah. that. Yeah. And find out what what honors you. That's the hard part for me. Uh-huh. You know, the easy part is is the observation part, the, the, the seeing what's going on. That's you know. Okay. That's happening. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, when you say do what honors me. Yeah. I, I, I'm better off. Okay. Okay. Build in something to your day. Just twice a day. You know, in the morning or after lunch. Just just two things to say. What 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 do I need to do now? What's the inside feeling now? Right now what it is. Right now. Just to check in and see what the what life force, where it's going to move, rather than the habitual patterns that mind has trained us how to live, supposedly. Just start developing a moment to listen, to see. Okay, what's the movement now? And you probably find, you just sit down and do nothing. you probably find that. Because nothing comes. That would be really useful. Just, just to check in and just, okay, let's see. Let's see if, let the movement come from someplace else. Let's see what, what needs to happen now. It could slow down by itself. <laughs> but you'd have to make a pattern out. You know? You'd actually have to remind yourself to do that. Put a sign on the fridge or something. Do you know? Remind yourself to, to just check in. Okay, what, what, what honors this form now to do right now? Just check in. Okay. Okay. Now you work.
comes before I You can do mind. anything you like. Just like a couple of things I've heard that I just wanted to share. Yeah, just pull this Oh, thanks. Uh, with regards to, I guess, the, the feeling you get around some of your friends now, I can share that my experience was there was a long time that my wife drove me absolutely bonkers. I mean, not in a good way. And uh, the easy thing could have been was to, could have been was to leave. And I said, you know, I'm not going to do that. Something inside said, this is triggering something in you. Go and find out what it is. And I did. And if I look back now at the life I had, that would have been the biggest mistake I ever made. So I let it play out, and I, I took it as it's telling me something. So you're spot on, I think, in your advice. It's good. Um, <clears throat> with regards to children, I've got three little little girls, and uh, I used to have a lot of fear that I like make the money. And um, what I found was it was getting in the way of my day to day with them, and that. That was in my head. And then I, I gave myself, I said, give yourself a break. Get out of the way. And I did. And this weight fell off my shoulders like a little leaf. You know what? You're going to be a good mother. You're going to be a good parent always. You don't need to have or carry that whatever it is that we were carrying. And that just falls away naturally. It's beautiful. And what I find now is, I'm so present with my children. That's all you have to be. And it's just amazing. You just sit in awe. Everything takes care of itself. So give yourself a break and try and get out of the way. So, anyway, I don't know that helps, but that was my, my experiences. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, I'm not here. A uh, long journey of experiences, intense awakenings, insanity um, three or four times, plans of suicide, and all that. That's the stuff going on. Your mind's fighting it all, and then finally the mind just gets up. And uh, then you get a bit of an ego comes back and says, oh, you've got something going on special, and maybe you got something that you can share with people that they don't have. And then thankfully that falls away. And then it's just long periods of just knowing everything is exactly how it should be. And you just, to your point, I say, get out of the way. And you're not doing this consciously, it just happens. Get out of the way. And so there's long stretches, but then I get pulled in, I fight life. Still happens now and then, where um, something's happening, I want to change something out there. Um, and then you realize the futility of that and layers just come off, and there's not much left. And the reason I'm up here, I want to chat with you guys, something seems to be coming up where there's a sense that there's a standing at the edge of the cliff, like, and there's just the final trust to let go. I haven't been able to do that. I don't know what that is, or but but it comes up and it, it doesn't feel like a concept, or just another thought or experience. Yeah. But everything is. Well, you know, everything is. Yeah, um, but it's intuitive. And uh, okay, but the the mind will make 
everything another experience or that there's a goal to get or that there's a next step. Drop it. Drop the idea of the cliff and drop the idea of trust. Drop it. Mind has set up something just as the next step. And after this one, there will be another next step and another next step because mind cannot anticipate the end of the line. It can't know when the end of the line is. It can't. It doesn't know the moment of its own death. And so it's setting you up. So drop the idea of trust. Drop the idea of the edge of the cliff. No matter how intuitive it is, mind has grabbed onto it because it's now a concept. Even if it started from an intuitive place, it's now a concept. And mind will make almost a project out of it, you know, varying degrees, and it will make a, a thing out of it. In that central place where there's no personal eye, let your attention stay there 24 7. Nothing more to do, nothing more to heal, nothing more to fix, no attitude of trust needed, nothing. It's a setup. It's a setup. Let, let attention be inside. Down the line, and you still throw that out. But 
you know? And then how do you build that skill of discernment? You know the difference between yeah. the lying and the, the, the more yeah. truthful side of it. Yeah. Right. Okay. With your mother-in-law, can you learn from bringing it right back to this this other example? Can you learn from her being in there, in the house with you? Or is it actually destructive? <laughs> no. I've learned she's more insane than I am. Uh, and then she has an insane daughter and an insane granddaughter. And this, uh, her habits and whatnot have been passed on, uh, by example, by the genes. Uh, you know, and it was great. Uh, and her insane daughter, does it have to be a wife? No, my, it's, she's my sister-in-law. Okay. My wife passed away, and my wife was a great buffer for these people. Okay. And she could recognize it and handle it, but I can't. I mean, I'm just all right. Like, You're nuts. Like, where's the gun? You know? Okay, I see. You lost the buffer. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, is, it is funny. It is funny, because I do laugh at myself. And there's other times when I'd rather just you know, either string her up or string myself up. Yes. Right? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Would you would you learn more by her staying or by her going inside internally? Which one is the growth opportunity for you? Oh, her going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Then there's no question. If you know with that clarity and that certainty, then mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. where you will step forward. Well, the decision's been made. Okay. Okay. So. Anger that comes from something like this. Anger is always because there's a desire that's not met. Mm -hmm. The desire is obvious. Right. Okay, so the anger will go once this desire is, is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Okay? If the anger doesn't go, there's another desire underneath it. So keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, so what's, what button is being pressed then that, that this dialogue with her can't happen? Um, she pokes and prods at very petty little things that, uh, I'll, I'll use the same words, my ego takes as, you're not a valid person. You're, okay. you're, you're a lousy father. Okay. You're, you're too uncontrolled. Yeah, okay. Too free with the kids. Uh, yeah. And so then she might pick on the kids themselves and say, my daughter's too fat. Well, yeah. she is fat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My response is, well, yeah. what's the pot called? Okay, black, right? Okay, so sure. And sure. it's not, she's sure. put on 10 pounds. Sure, sure. And, you know, and I'm not going to okay. beat up my daughter for something like that. Absolutely, so, absolutely. So okay, kind of yeah, yeah, so there's destruction. Yeah. It's destructive. Oh, listen, this is clear as day. Yeah. If this is as clear as day. So, what about finding the courage to do it? Well, I finally did. All right. Right, and the waffling that I went through to get there was the real painful side of it. Okay. And now that the decision is made, I wrote the letter with the lawyer. Okay. All through it, she's out at the end of the month. Okay. And now I'm sitting here. Okay. So what have I learned from this? And uh, not very much. It's <laughs> my own answer. Uh, I, I really look at it and I go, okay. So going forward. Next time, I want if I have something in front of me where a decision has to be made, I just want to make it faster so I don't suffer. Okay. Okay. Right? And I want to have the discernment 
to be able to tell when I'm becoming insane yes. and save it, that skill for, say, working yes. with my son, who's yes. a lot like me and lights me off, yes. and my daughter doesn't. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So there's an interactive here. Personalities okay. where there's just certain people or situations, and it's like, ooh, and the, the dynamite's been lit. Yes. And if I go, yes. Okay. A lot fewer than they used to be. Yes, for sure. They fall away with maturity, just with age. The wisdom to know. The the wisdom to know when something is destructive or not. That's what you need. Is it destructive for me to say, yes, it's fine for you to live here, for example? Is it destructive for me? Is it harmful for my kids? Is it destructive? If you can grow from something, fine. If it's destructive, you've got to act on it. That's the difference. Yeah, okay. That's the difference. But what's destructive for me may be perfectly helpful for someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's completely subjective. Yeah. Completely. Because the same mother-in-law could be such an opportunity to poke the ego and make the ego visible for somebody else. Mm But it's absolutely, you've got to go the other way. Yeah. You've got to go the other way. So if, if guilt, regret, if these things are going to start playing, if some kind of conscience is going to start being born, mm-hmm. just like, yeah. I'm not going there. This is the right decision, and that's it. There's no regret here. This, this was the best decision I knew, given what I knew at the time. Best, best decision I knew what to take. And it was right at the time, therefore it's still right. So be it. So some discipline around stopping the chatter. If you entertain the chatter, it's going to send you into a spiral, which you might as well still be living there. The thing is to now manage the chatter and say, no, 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 that's just guilt and that garbage. I'm not going there. And what it is will be a continuation of the self-criticism. Because if you get criticism from somebody for a long time, be it a parent, a mother-in-law, doesn't matter what stage of our lives it kicks in. But if there's ongoing criticism, when the person is taken away, you will continue the self-criticism. I think you identified That's exactly. That's what you do. You continue what she was doing to you. If you've been taking it in like a sponge, you continue it. Sorry, when I was kid. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So then your mother-in-law's doing it. Now you'll be doing it to yourself. Yeah. Or not. So yeah. now you can break the habit. But you started it by wanting it out of your life. So that's the first, okay, you're moving out of this now. Keep going. You're only halfway there. You're only halfway there. She's only half the problem. You have you have it on your shoulder. Thank <laughs> you. 
strong pull, maybe it would be a bad thing. It would be something that will distract me from. It will. It, um, okay. There's lots of little desires coming through with what you're saying. So maybe the most useful thing I could do is just shine a light and say, hey, 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 look at these, look at these. These desires are going on and you haven't seen them. Um, for there to be true peace, there will be desirelessness, absolute desirelessness. Because wanting anything is just, what, what would you want something for? You are complete and whole and you are all of it. So every desire goes. But, but, but you've got lots of little desires in there. Even wanting to go to work and, and withdraw at work. Go to work to serve. Go to work to honour whatever your job description is. Right. Do you know? Go and, 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 and yeah, honour your side of the contract, whatever it is. Right. But notice, yeah, yeah, there's a desire to go in, but this is what's happening. So let life happen organically. And notice the desire to go in. But right now, the desire to go in, and so you're going in. All you're doing is satisfying a desire. It could be a desire for sex just as easily. A desire for peace and quiet is no different to a desire to smoke a joint. Desire is desire. It doesn't matter what the product is. Do you see? So wanting peace and calm, well, it's the same as wanting a joint. It's the same. The peace and calm is there all the time. It's there all the time. It's just the natural state. But what about things that... Is there such, such a thing like... Things that it's good to have, right? You're already at ease. You're already um, living in the moment, enjoying, taking, being alive. And then there's things that are good to have, right? It's good to be successful at work. Good to good to have, good to be a good, uh, you know, uh, helpful spiritual teacher. It's good to be like that. Is it? So who? Who, yeah, who but has it's not these? a must. It's not like this is a, a desire. It is, it's no, who has this good bad? Why is it good to be to be whatever successful at work or I not mean, good? Where does this good bad come from? These ideas must go. Let things be as they are. At a certain point in your spiritual path, yes, you know that's what religion does, for example, or or different spiritual teachings do. That it's good to be whatever virtuous and successful and a nice person and at peace and not want anything from the world, for example. But this is the role of religion: that one way of living is better than another. Uh, now, beyond that, beyond that, now is what we're talking about, where you see that that's just an idea of right and wrong and good and bad that you learned somewhere, that you picked up somewhere, and that you liked it. Drop all of this. May it be as it is. As it is, is totally perfect. And that's not, that sounds like a concept, but you'll have to see that how it is is totally perfect. No matter what happens, it, it, it's playing the way it must. And let it be embraced. So move beyond what's good. Move, move deeper than this. And have a look at your preferences and desires. Have a look at those. Nobody needs to be helped, saved. Nobody needs this information. Nobody needs that. There is only God. There is only God. 
This is God manifesting, playing as plants and microphones and Jack and, and you. And, and that's all it is. There's nothing wrong with anything. So what about a successful God? Do you think God needs to be successful? Not a need, but good to have. Really? It's good. Says who? Where's this good and bad coming from? Uh, maybe because yeah, it is, it is ego. It is it is part of growing up and having this idea I gotta be something. Yeah, I agree on that. Yeah. So why not having it? Keep keep that while you while we're living in presence and peace. And so we can, we can keep part of the conditioning and dissolve part of it. Now you're designing both. your own. No, you want both. But both have to go. Everything goes. You can't keep anything. This is a total surrender path. This is the end of the line. This is where who you think you are is seen through. So if you're going to keep a little bit of yourself, you're playing games. You can't do that. It's going to be pulled from you. And it's easier if you let it go. If you still want something that's in the world, then go and have that. But don't, you know, if, if you're trying to have peace, peace and calm, and then you're trying to have success, well, fine, but that's not what we're talking about here. That's, that's kind of being is, happy in the world. There is realizations. Like, I could realize, I realized that, that everything is God. Okay. The one God playing in different forms. Then how could you want anything if you know you're God? Well, it's boring if you just sit there. No, it's boring because mind wants distraction. God isn't bored. Mind wants distraction. That's mind being in control. It's not boring. There's nothing boring in perfection. Boring is the absence of distraction. Maybe boring is not the right word to use, but... But maybe God wants us to play a different role. There is no God and us. There is no separation. There is only God. And God is pretending to be not God for a while. Maybe. But God is still God. And there is only God. And God isn't trying to do anything or achieve anything by this creation. It's just a movement of energy. The desires are of the human mind. It's of the ego. God wants nothing. There is no God in us. There is only God. Thank you.
What do you do about a want to be physically comfortable and healthy that's just all-consuming after 35 years of, you know, a weakened immune system? I'm so bored of taking care of my body. Are you? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know it's all there is to do. What, either that or fall down. Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. You could let it die. The body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could. I could. You could? Jeez, what a mean thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. It's either that or keep maintaining it. Be okay with both. Let it be equal. Whether mm -hmm. you're maintaining the body or whether you just say, you know what? Let it just crumble and fall away. You don't have to eat three meals and two snacks a day and get eight hours sleep and take all your vitamins and do all that. It's only a burden if you have a desire for your lifestyle to be different to how it is. Oh, everything's great, but you know, it just takes a lot of maintenance. Sure. Great partner, great kids, great grandchildren. Okay. Done everything I want to do. Yeah. Except come see you. <laughs> Okay. Let it be the same thing, whether you're taking care of it or letting it go. Be desireless and then see what happens. If you're feeling that it's a burden to take care of the body, deal with the burden. Deal with the idea that it's a burden. Okay, that works. Yeah. I don't have to eat at exactly the same time every day. No. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Let it just get a bit softer. Just stop the burden of it. And you'll find you'll probably be hungry at the same time every day by just the body talking to you, doing its thing. And you don't have to chop all your vegetables and chew and chew and chew and keep <laughs> your intestines working perfectly and on and on. Take the half to out of it. Take the half to out of it. It'll happen or it won't. <laughs> and don't drink coffee, don't drink wine, don't eat sugar, don't eat wheat. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if it's too much, let like nature take its course. What's the big deal? I love it. What's the big deal if the body lives or not? What's the big deal if it's sick or if it's not? Do you know, roll with each day as it comes, and if there's pain, there's pain, but drop the desire for things to be different. Great, great experiment. Drop See the desire. There's no burden in any of this. Drop the ideas around it and see how it, how it reorganizes itself. And my husband will be fine if I don't feed him just right. Oh. Okay, she went. Yeah, he tells me that all the time. Just send him to the fridges. I can't find anything in it. Filler. Filler. Okay. I'm going to take time because I know it's all the time in the world. That's another one. Yeah. It's all the time in the world. Thank you. Thank you.
I wanted to talk about a decision that my father made about a year ago, and that was um, to kill himself.
It's okay. You give him the privilege of, of making that choice. Can you do that? Yeah, I, I think... I don't know that there was another way. Then how could it be wrong? Yeah. How could it be wrong? How could it be wrong? Even from the outside, if, if, it, if it makes sense, in some strange way, logically, that seems to be the way it had to go. Then how could it be wrong, huh? a feeling that is, um, is a bit new for me in my life, which is um, two things have come up, which is um, anxiety has been arising and a sense that this is the end of the, the end of my life. It's a kind of a very strange sensation which I've never felt before. Um, so I want to place that into with um, the sense that also the, the feeling that I've lost all desire to prove anything hmm. that has hmm. dropped away. So I'm finding myself um, kind of uh, in a desert. Um, but there, uh, sometimes there's peace, but lately I would say there's a lot, there's um, anxiety that arises. Um, and the strong feeling that it's the end of my life. Yes, okay. It's very, very strange. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very often, the one life runs into another while you're in the same body. Very often. Okay. It's actually like an evolutionary thing, okay? Uh, for example, we used to, you know, a couple hundred years, I don't know, maybe even a hundred years ago, you know, you'd, you'd be in the same job all your life, you'd live in the same house all your life, da 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 da. And then, oh, oh, now it's normal to, you know, to have careers, to have more than one marriage, to have kids with, you know, all, all these other completely different lives, my former life, we say, and we still need the same incarnation. Okay? It sounds, it feels very much like th there's the end of one life, but there's the start of another, but the body is staying here, and, and you're still going to be the continuum in this. Yeah. Well, I, I've experienced the uh, former life type of uh, idea that you've mentioned, like, like I've had like uh, another carrier before, and then I, I, I changed into yes. uh, another uh, passion of mine. Yes. And I did that very fully, both of them. Yes. And and now everything that I'm touching turns 
dead or cold or there's no um, there's no desire or motiv I would say motivation or yeah um, but at the same time there's experiencing these um, anxiety and then there's no story that goes with it but it's just a big strong feeling that comes up that arises like oh I um, is the anxiety connected with this desert death I would say comes kind of like um, yeah yeah it is connected to that totally. okay yeah. okay so then I mean there's no story attached to it but it's mm. um, like mm. it's not like oh I have fear now about this mm. desert or what I, it, mm. I know it's connected yes. it's connected yes all right yes, definitely so what about shifting it on its head and trusting that this no man's land this desert there's no motivation everything you touch is falls dead why not be okay about this? Something must be interpreting that there's something not okay about this, yeah. or maybe this is a depression coming on, or maybe there's something going on here. It feels like that there's a, a contraction yeah. about this. There's kind of a, an inner pressure, yeah. uh, which it fall it falls kind of falls kind of apart, or because there's. Uh, <laughs> It's like, uh, well, then you must do something with your life, what's happening. There's kind of a dialogue like this in yes. the back. Yes. And um, uh, this is going on too long now. This is, oh, it's okay, like maybe six months, but this is like now like almost a year now. And yes. you must get on with your life. Yes. Um, but there's absolutely no energy that <coughs> me to get into I've, I, I try, and that's yeah. just creating violence within me. It's just not not yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I just like I just my my inner um, uh, feeling is more like well, it seems like I just have to just sit and be, be quiet and not engage for and trust that it might be it might might last for another month or maybe five years and yes. I have no idea. Yes. And um why not enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, I've asked myself that question. because um, I I have enjoyed it at the beginning. Um I I because I said, well this is I'm in front of nothing and this is like wonderful. Okay. I felt very peaceful of it. Okay. And but now Somehow there's a voice that came in, and uh, there's a sensation also that um, it's the end of my life, which wasn't there before. Yeah. And um, <coughs> and I do feel like it's a, maybe a change, a radical change in yes. my life. Yes. In this life, but I, there's, I think the anxiety comes with, I maybe mean, a little bit, I don't know, uh, with. Yeah, but there's nothing. I ask, oh, show me the way. Show, show me, you know, connect me to something. Or and 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 uh, yeah, I think it's the maybe the uh, the ego that doesn't. Yes. Um, you know, it's the last. I don't know. It's the it's the another side of the ego which is like. <clears throat> I want to become, be, be active in the world or whatever. I want to do something with my life in some ways. 
Are there desires that are unfulfilled? Yes. Ah, but I don't know what there are. And not like a strong, like, oh, okay. this is it. Like, okay, I'm going there, that's for sure. Like, it's All right, okay. Bad. It's like, yes, I would like that. I, I know that's what I say. Like, like, I would work with, I would like to work with energy. Okay. But, um, but yeah, that's an, inter- an interesting thought. All right. But that's different than yeah, being than a desire. totally uh, saying, okay, I know now. It's like, you know. Mm. Okay, there's a, a few things there. Um, <clears throat> it's the end of your life as you know it. As you know it. That's all. It's just the end of your life as you, as you have known it. So that's, that's okay. Uh, this, this phase of just disconnecting from the world, yeah, it can take five days, five years. May it be as it will be. But if there are desires. For example, a good thing to do is like, let's say you're given whatever, five years to live. Okay, what are the things you've you got to do in order to feel, okay, I'm ready now. That's a good way to kind of find out if there's desires still running. Okay, there's only one desire. Haha. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Only one. All right. And a desire is to not bow to the lies that um, the mind Makes so. up. Alright. To stop that. To, okay. To end that. Alright. To be free of that. Then that is your focus. Yeah. It is. Then that's enough. That's enough of a focus. Okay. That's enough. Because it concurs that, of course, the outside world so the only way the mind now has of getting your attention is by giving you a rush of adrenaline and anxiety. So it will use the body for its own purpose. Mind will use the body to say, whoa, let's distract you here and see if you, yeah. and see if you still think it's all right now. It's big, yeah. yeah. Okay? Uh-huh. So mind will use the body. Mm-hmm. Anytime the anxiety comes, hey, mind, you're using the body for your own purposes. Mm-hmm. I'm onto you. I'm onto you. And go back into the stillness and watch. And it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. However long it takes. If that's the only thing to do, well then, don't waste your time out in the world. Do it. Do it. And don't let it use your body with such power. All is well, you know, all is well. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You're alright. Come on. <laughs> How are you? Oh, pretty good. How are you? I don't know. Yes, yes, I do know. Be careful what she says to you. <laughs> He was at a retreat just last week in Ottawa. Oh, early. I thought I was done with this. And he left me a note one day, the thing, you know, <laughs> which is very sweet. 
And I thought I was done. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done with retreating for now. He said. Done retreating. Yes, three days or something elastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it feels like that could have been like a year ago. Sure. Because like he yeah. tripped me. You did something. You... The only thing left was Ian thinking he had to just figure himself out. Like you know, let's get him in line. It wasn't a job or working or anything. Sure. And then in the three days I was home, it was obvious that it was just kind of. Yes. So now I'm back here. So it's like, well, now I don't know what to do. And then the pull this morning, I mean, I got to, I can't afford this, but I took a train up and well, there I am. And I'm like a groupie now. <laughs> Something really weird happened that was just such a coincidence. Okay. To not be a coincidence, you know. Yeah. And after that, it was like, whoa, I'm not Ian, obviously. Oh, you're not Ian at all. It's just the dream, doing the dream, and then this thing happened where it was like, the universe said, hey, here, here's a manifestation of fantasy. Remember we talked about the last things to go? Yes. Really weird thing happened, you won't talk about it publicly. Y- you are talking about it publicly. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. And yeah, and so there's like, wow, you can manifest anything, not you, but just think it and put yes. it in. I've known this for a while, but yes. it's always subtle, and this was so like, over the head to make absolutely no sense. Okay. No sense. All right. And it was like I had this choice all of a sudden, like, okay, keep playing with this manifestation thing and think you can get something out of it. There was just this smell to it, right? Because this desire that seemed impossible to, yeah, become manifest happened. Okay. And it was like, ugh. Flash. Ugh. Yeah. And then what? And then what? Yeah. That's the seeing through of desire. That desire is just, it's just the idea. And when you get it, it's like, oh, what, what was the big deal? And then, like, yeah, it's like a dream ever since taking the train up. I mean, it's just it's so weird. That, um, and still, I mean, the ego's there, so it's not like, you know, we watched what happened to James, and that seemed to be more of a boom. Yes. Seems to be more like a, just a slide or something. Okay. But it's, it's inevitable something's happening, so I have to come back here and sort of just check in. Check in. Because I don't want it to go the wrong way again, because it feels like, wow, something was seen, and I, if the ego thinks about the incident, boom, I'm right back into it, because the ego can't even accept what happened. Okay. But away from it, you know, the ego will still come back in with all those things, because it's, it's new, so I'm just here. Is it being believed? When the ego talks, how, how far down the line does it carry? You know, it really depends. If I can say, I don't know, it seems to be my new mantra. All right. I don't know, then I'm in the space. Yeah, then I'm in the space. Yeah. Because that's the only way it seems to stop this eye that is actually still believing itself when it pops up. It's it's fine. But yeah, I mean, I know, I'm just feeling out. And after that experience, it was, the universe almost like, I just, I don't want to play that. And I almost feel like, you'll fall on your face pretty hard if you didn't know. So go see Jackie and get this done with. And then, you know, what we talked about getting a job, and I mean, that, even that seemed like, that was Ian trying to figure himself out, so now that's kind of like, well, well who knows, it's just fun kind of, like, well, let's see what, it, ultimately, it's what's the dream going to do now, because I've yes. seen that the dream's doing it. Yes, the dream is doing the it. The dream is doing it. Ian is in the dream, the dream is doing it. Yes. So what will the dream do next? Yes. Um, Be open to what the dream does next. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to you about something afterwards. <laughs> okay.
whatever, I'm going to leave it. Okay, we, we find a space, sure. I think that's all for me. I just wanted to check in. Just to check stay in. Stay in here. And yeah. Something weird is going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good weird. Good weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, the play of consciousness imagines itself to be Ian. It does not create an Ian. The idea that there is an Ian and a believed thought about Ian does not make an Ian. It's a believed thought. And what I see happening today when I'm talking to people is you just really taking limitations of the universe. It's like just, because it's just, it's like these ideas get really strong. Yes. And then here we are, it's people. Yes. When you're working with people, it's really just, it's yes. the universe just saying, no, just get yeah. rid of it. It's just putting the, 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 the limitation. The, yeah, whatever's taken your, your attention, just take it out, take it out. If something else comes, it comes. If nothing does, yeah, just something has grabbed you. Something oh. appears as real, that's all. Mm-hmm. It's just appearing as real. Taken to be real, and it's not. Nothing is real. Nothing. Right. Nothing. It's really real. And the feeling that you're stuck with is this can only go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then, what do I do with that? Or, like I said, okay. what do I do with that? Okay, yeah, because, because the feeling that it can only go deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, drop it. Drop it. At this point, it's so hard because it's like, uh, no, it's not hard to take that back. Yeah, no, I just see it. It's if you go into that, and there's just this need for the ego to still understand it somehow. Yeah. And now I'm just floating the dream. Yeah, okay. But still the idea comes in. Yeah. Okay. It just wants to understand it better, I guess. Yeah. Are you scared? No. Okay. No, not at all. Okay. Fine. Just kind of, yeah, it's like, oh, this depends kind of, just feeling something. Yeah. I've been to Satsang before and been home for a day and felt like, oh, this is something, but obviously, you know, by the next day it's like, Yeah. No, there is, there is nothing. Yeah. There is nothing to get. There is nothing. It's just, oh, this whole friggin' thing is imagined. And it just looks real. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. So if you're waiting for a big, you know, don't no, yeah. no, it's not that. It's, it's just seeing that it's a dream. So then, if how is the dream going to be played for this character again? Don't even buy that thought. Life will start up again, but 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 allow it. Kind of get out of the way. Allow it. A total letting go. Total letting go. Total letting go. I think it's only problem I have with that because we talked about it. I mean, it was in that. Was it more identity of you know, the last year and a half? Yeah. So, so I guess the thought comes out more of that? More of okay. That. Um, it's more like right now, letting go of the idea of how, how life is going to play. Mm-hmm. Then if, if you continue to let go, there's somebody there who's letting go. So it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. Just nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. All said that to me. Yeah. There's just nothing. And I'm kind of teasing you a bit. Yeah. But sitting with it is kind of too much. 
is, I'm like, but you have to be in your body. You have to do body work, you know? And he's like, you know, spend is spend. Um, he's not going to body work. But then he's Swedish, and he's down to earth, you know? Yeah. Um, I am really happy. Uh, done work continuum. It's this kind of mind-body. And I just did a, a week in New York. And I am so happy when I'm actually present and can feel what I feel, and I can feel my body, and I can move my body. And then I, and I'm, I'm really... Like I feel really alive compared okay. to having spent 50 years feeling kind of dead. Yeah. Very accomplished. Yeah, uh, dead. sure, sure. So um, I, I, I really want to be in my body. Yeah. Like it's a, de- it's a real desire I yeah. have to the be in my body. To experience being in your body, yeah. Yeah, like what do we have yeah. a body for? We're not even going to work on it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And yeah. Uh, actually having been, you know, basically lived in my head for most of my life. Yeah. Last year my daughter dragged me to a gym and I've been weight training for a year. You know, and I, you know, haven't really lost any weight, but I'm a hell of a lot stronger. Sure. So now I'm like getting in my body. Okay. So, but I also have been, you know, was on a spiritual path. Okay. Um, for a long time, and then the the guy Guru turned out to be. I was actually the same path with Sven. So oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he turned out to. He went over to the dark side. Sure. I think actually he was fine and he went to the dark side. So I have been on a spiritual path for a long time. Okay. And that's really what I want. But I also have this, you know, like here I am in my body. I'm just learning how to be present. And then Sven comes along and says, I cut, you know, you can okay. just, you know, all you have to do is, you know, look, watch the whole thing going, okay. happening. And I'm like, yeah, but what if I'm not present? And I'm just, right. you know. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> what I'm interested in, in, in the center of all that is the desire is running to be in your body and that needs to be fulfilled. Uh-huh. That needs to be fulfilled. Because when, when you talk about that, I, I, I wanna, you know, we're, we're in our bodies to live a life or want to experience being in my body, it's like you just light up. Right. You just light up. Uh-huh. So let your focus be being in your body, whatever it is that makes you feel present, feel being human. It's like the experience of being human needs to be had. It just needs to be had. Being fully present and in your body, let it be enjoyed. And there's time for this again. But this is actually not leaving the path. It might look like it's leaving the path, but it's not. It's simply if there's a desire that's in the body-mind destiny that needs to be fulfilled, you're kidding yourself if you're going to avoid it. You're kidding yourself. If something has to be fulfilled, you have, that's it. You're going to have to fulfill it. And with that kind of a glow around you, you're going to have to fulfill that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you know? It's like something that just needs to happen for that body-mind. So let your spiritual practice be, what is it that makes me feel present? And you make a list. And if it's walking in nature or first thing in the morning on the grass with no shoes on, or whatever it is, if it's pumping weights, if it's a course like you did in New York, if there was a technique there, whatever it is, just gently, gently, gently spend more time having the experience of being in your body. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, if you focus on that, or if you allow that to be your spiritual practice, sooner or later, and it'll probably be sooner rather than later, I, I guess within a year kind of time, there'll be a sense of, yeah, okay, no big deal, I'm here. No big deal. What did I have to do this for again? Okay, and if you arrive at that place of where, yeah, no big deal. Okay, right, now click, click, click. Then the desire is satisfied, and what Sven is saying will make more sense. 
Because the thing is, at the moment, I wonder is it that when you're there watching your thoughts, the part of your mind that separates goes into the impersonal and it actually goes, boom, gone. Oh, I go so fast. You go so fast. So it's like you can't make that division in mind where you can observe your thoughts. Because as soon as you're observing, boom, you're out of there. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see? So, mm, it's like you've taken non-duality as far as it can go. The desire is up. Let yourself be in your body. And then what Sven is saying will make sense. Once that the desire is lessened because there is more experience of life being had. It's like you didn't fill the quota of feeling human and feeling alive in your body. Right. And you've got to fill a bit of a quota there. Yeah, I'm also having to feel the quota of all the emotions that I didn't feel. This is fun. I didn't cry for 15 or 20 but years. Of course, right? it's totally avoidance. That's why we go out. Yeah. We learn how to go out to avoid pain, to protect ourselves. Yeah. A kid will learn how to go out when it's not safe. Right. It's as simple as that. Something said it's not safe, whoops, I'm out of here. Now, on the other hand, this whole emotional, like having to feel sad and feel angry, yeah. I don't like that at all. Yeah, but you're going to have to get used to that. <laughs> that's, like, that's the experience of being human. You can't just cherry pick, you know, and feel being human and on the nice days, but not feel the crappy side. When you feel the crappy side, you see that it's not all it's cracked up to be. Right. You've got to embrace the whole lot. And then the desire will be satisfied because you'll see how it really is. So I'm in that stage, a little late in the game. Not at all. It's all so <laughs> exquisitely perfect. Yeah. It's totally exactly how it has to be. Uh-huh. Amazingly so. Okay. So right. being fully human with the garbage and the suffering and the pain and the tears and whatever is going to arise, let that experience be had. You can't edit the experiences now being in your body. Being in your body is going to bring everything. Be okay with all of it. Yeah, I found that out. I can't go back. No. I am so angry sometimes. It was like better when I didn't have to feel all this yeah, stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. But here I am. Let it come, let it be felt, let it be expressed. And so I sort of feel that, um, I think, like my mind saw this Advaita as a way of yeah, being yeah. able to escape again. Being able to escape again, yeah. Except for I know there's something real in it too, yeah. you know? So yeah, I'm like trying to figure out. Of course, of course. It's all right. It's perfect. So it's just unfolding. It's just the sequence is just a bit unusual, but it's perfect. All right. And just one little more thing. Yeah. The anxiety. I was really interested in that because that's the thing that sometimes used to stop me from being able to keep up my meditation practice. Because uh-huh. I, when I actually am in my body and I don't manage to escape fast enough, yeah, I feel a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And I didn't quite. I know you gave some advice about it, but I want some more advice. Like what to do? What do you do with anxiety? For you, yeah. go into it and feel what's the fear about. Find out what the symptom is covering. Yeah. Go deeper into it. Say, okay, okay, there's a nervousness here. What, what am I afraid of now? What's going on here? What's going on? But go in with the calmness as the adult that you are. Right. Going in and say, okay, okay, what's, what's not okay here? What, what, what am I scared of when I'm in the body here? And everything is still. Well, I kind of know. I had a lot of trauma, trauma as an infant. You must have. So, I can't figure it out. Okay, but the thing is, if, if you went through the experience of trauma and you made it, of course you're going to make, make it through the memory of it and the expression of the emotion. The experience is finished. The experience, the threat is over. 
Yeah, it was over 15 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. So all that can come now is just the, the aftershock. That's all it is. It's just the aftermath, the release of what was held from then. Right. The dangerous part is finished. It's all right. It's just that you're opening a bottle that was tight for a long time. And let it come, and it will be out. But, you know, but just sit with it, and it's like, okay, it's all right. And if you can't do it, we'll get somebody to help you with you. But I think you could do an awful lot of this yourself. You say, okay, whatever this emotion is, come on, come on, whatever it is, it's all right, come on. Anxiety, what's underneath the anxiety? Come on, let's keep going here. Just as the adult sifting through feelings. Yeah, nothing wrong with anxiety. Nothing wrong at all. It's all just expressions of being human. Be okay with all of it. There's nothing to fear. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay, we call it a night for now, huh?